0: From the Office of the City Auditor in Austin, Texas, this is Audit ATX.
1: A podcast about the audits and investigations our office does to make Austin better for all residents.
0: We're your hosts, Sarah and Max. All right. Welcome, everyone. Today, Max, our usual co-host, is actually going to be our interviewee. So role reversal here. We're interviewing Max. And help me out with guest co-hosting is Auditor Mateo Macias. Welcome, Mateo.
1: Hello, guys, and thank you, Sarah. I'm excited to be here.
0: Great. So as I mentioned in today's episode, we are interviewing Max, who is also an investigator with our office, about a report he completed in January about an Austin Resource Recovery employee that misused family and medical leave. So Max, first of all, hello. And can you please tell us what Austin Resource Recovery, or ARR, is?
1: Hey, Sarah and Mateo, happy to be here. And yeah, so Austin Resource Recovery, or ARR, is our city department. And they're responsible for collecting the community's trash and recycling and other items from residents to dispose. They also sweep the city's streets and ensure that hazardous materials in the city are disposed of in a safe manner. Okay, thank you, Max. Could you give us an overview of what this investigation found? Yeah, sure thing. So a senior operator at Austin Resource Recovery misused city resources when he took paid FMLA leave under an emergency COVID-19 childcare program that he was not qualified to take.
0: Got it. So can you explain for those of us that maybe aren't city employees or don't have this type of leave? What exactly is FMLA leave and what types of instances would be an appropriate way to use that type of leave for a city employee?
1: In summary, FMLA, or the Family and Medical Leave Act, gives employees a federally required job-protected leave for specific family and medical reasons. Basically, an employee can take leave knowing that they can come back to their same job in the same position with the same pay that they had prior to taking the leave. As far as qualifying for the leave, though, the employee can only use FMLA leave for circumstances like caring for their newborn child or caring for a sick family member with a serious health condition and stuff like that. However, the city of Austin had a special COVID-19 child care program uh, that went alongside this leave, which allowed employees to take FMLA leave with pay to care for their children, or in this case, foster children due to school closures because of COVID-19. So how did the subject of this investigation misuse FMLA leave? Our subject took this FMLA leave under the city's special COVID-19 child care program. When he applied for this leave, he said that he needed to use it to care for foster children. What We found that he did not care for foster children while he was on this leave, but he was still paid for 40 hours of FMLA leave anyway.
0: So, Max, did the subject have foster children?
1: When we talked to the subject, he admitted that he did not actually have foster children himself, and the foster children were actually under the care of his relatives. The subject also admitted that he did not care for them during the time period that we found he was on this FMLA leave. That sounds quite troubling. How did Osei learn about this allegation, and how did you verify what actually happened? We actually get this question a lot regarding our investigations, and to me, this is one of the most important aspects of our investigative work. Basically, we allow informants to remain anonymous when submitting allegations to our investigations unit. What I can say is that we reviewed city code and policies to ensure that this issue actually constituted as a violation of city code. Then we conducted some background research into the subject himself. We also analyzed the subject's leave approval and then cross-referenced that with the city's payroll data. We interviewed city staff in addition to interviewing the subject. And I think an important thing to note here is during our subject interview interview, Our subject denied ever taking this leave, despite the evidence that he did. We ensured to include his response to our report in the appendix of our report as well, which he again denied taking this leave.
0: So the investigation found, as you just described, that he wasn't qualified to take this leave. But... He took the leave and his application request was approved by the department that he worked at, at ARR. So how did this happen? And was there any verification process to prove the information on his application before it was approved?
1: That's a great question, Sarah. That's one of the first questions that I had, too, is just how exactly did this happen? ARR Human Resources staff told us that they couldn't actually request documentation from the employees who applied for this COVID FMI leave, and they received this direction from the Human Resources Department. Several of the ARR staff that we spoke to did have concerns about employees potentially abusing this leave and them not being able to verify if an employee was even eligible for this leave or not. So in total, there wasn't a verification process in place Right. Well, that is concerning. Are there any process improvements in the works at ARR? ARR responded to our report, which we also included that response in the appendix of our report, which is pretty cool. They agreed with our findings and they stated that they would be taking appropriate action following further review. So time will tell.
0: Time will tell. Well, I think this case is interesting because it's sort of indicative of a wider trend we saw across the nation during the pandemic in the government's response to COVID. Obviously, there was this really urgent need and a lot of programs being stood up for the first time. And because of the crisis conditions, application process were really streamlined to make things easier and more accessible for folks to get the help that they really desperately needed. But we also saw that this kind of opened the door a crack to making fraud a little bit easier. I think, you know, this is pretty well publicized with the Small Business Administration's Paycheck Protection Program or PPP. And obviously this is a really complicated issue that we perhaps don't have the time or wherewithal to get into fully on our podcast. And I want to make it clear that we think more people rightfully than fraudulently were able to use these programs during the pandemic. But the the concern remains that it can be a challenge to balance efficiency and making things accessible to people. With maintaining the integrity of a process. So Max, you know, thinking about this investigation, do you have any ideas for how local governments can better balance maintaining sufficient verification processes or sort of process controls while also serving people quickly during emergencies?
1: You know, this is a really complex issue, and I think it's multifaceted. And while I'm not in a professional position to give recommendations here, I I will say that there are obviously some risks in not having a verification process in place for situations like these. Emergencies make this particularly difficult because time is often limited. And the city ultimately wanted to provide employees with some additional benefits here to help ease some of the impact, in, in this case, from COVID-19. What I can say is that when issues like these do arise, our office encourages employees and residents alike to submit an allegation to our office. The more often than that we can look into these issues and address it and inform the public, the less likely I think they'll occur, which negatively impacts the city.
0: So true. Just trying to build a a culture of ethics and, you know, aligning with those values in good times and in bad times.
1: Well, thank you, Max, for being on the other side of the table. It's been fun. And we appreciate your work there in the investigative unit of the opposite city auditor here. Absolutely, and thank you so much, Sarah and Mateo, for being here to co-host in my place today. It has been a pleasure to be here, and I am thrilled to be able to be a part of this office, a part of this investigation, and I really appreciate your time.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Audit ATX. This report is available on our website at austintexas.gov auditor.
1: Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Austin Auditor and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts.
0: Until next time. Bye-bye.